BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio from one till four. And I keep telling you, we keep what? telling you. Um, if you missed the show, you listen to John Are you and Ken. Tired of telling us this? Yes, I am, but what am I gonna do? John and Ken on demand on the iHeart app, in case you miss something. Stop saying it. I after a while, I'm not gonna care if you miss something. We could You're record okay. it and just have them play it for you. So we should you really record everything. Well, that's the podcast, right? It's all digitized mm -hmm. and uh, playable just later. play the show back every day. Same show. We were going to do that many years ago, remember, as a see, prank? See if Play anybody notices. See if anybody notices it's the same exact show as the day before. <laughs> that's right. We were going we to do like pick like one topic, and they just keep repeating the same topic every hour. No. And how long would it be before people started screaming? A while. It would be a while. <laughs> All right, you still have a chance at money at 320. We'll reveal another keyword. Of course, in case you don't know, the big news this afternoon is that the 10 freeway apparently was not as burnt up as they thought, and repairs may only take three to five weeks instead of months. And they may be able to open some lanes within those weeks, some lanes of the 10 freeway near downtown L.A. <clears throat> right now, we turn to important matters for California taxpayers. John Kupal, the president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, is coming back on the show to update us about this lawsuit brought by Gavin Newsom and the California legislature trying to have a pretty important ballot measure thrown off of next November's ballot. November 2024, we're set to vote on the Taxpayer Protection and Government Accountability Act, and it's an important one, and they better not win this lawsuit to rip this off the ballot. So... Let's get the update from John Kapal. John, welcome back to the show. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're good. good. Explain this uh, Taxpayer Protection and Government Accountability Act. So this is supposed to be on the November 2024 ballot. We're supposed to vote on it. And what, what does this do and why is it necessary? 
Uh, it's already qualified for the 2024 ballot, and it was not easy qualifying because we had to get the signatures during COVID, and it was very difficult. We actually wanted this on the 2022 ballot and uh, missed that deadline, but it's very, very important. It's it's within the tradition of Prop 13 and all the other initiatives that we've supported to protect the rights of taxpayers. It would require that any state tax increase uh, not only receive the current required two-thirds vote of each house of the legislature, but would also have to be approved by the statewide vote of the electorate. Now, wh- where would that come into play? Well, think gas tax. Remember the gas tax was the first major tax jammed through the legislature with a two-thirds vote of each house. No longer could the, the supermajority of progressives in the legislature jam us with tax increases without uh, getting the permission of the statewide electorate. And uh, if anybody thinks that the gas tax would have passed if it were put <laughs> before the voters, I think that's simply not true. It also closes some of the court-created loopholes. There's a, a few cases out there that really decimated the two-thirds vote requirement for local special taxes. Uh, there was a case called the Upland case, and we call it the Upland loophole. We close that. We close other loopholes. We also require that taxes and fees may not be imposed by unelected bureaucrats. If a, if a city council member, a member of the Board of Supervisors, or a legislator wants to increase taxes, they have to put their name on it. They have to vote on it. No longer can our elected officials hide behind bureaucrats in raising taxes. Another important provision is ballot transparency. If there's something on the ballot that raises a tax, it it has to say tax increase. And guys, I got to tell you, these provisions seem common sense and simple, which they are, but it has our political adversaries apoplectic. They hate the Taxpayer Protection Act. As evidenced by this lawsuit and as evidenced by them jamming through the legislature another measure for the 2024 ballot that would affect, effectively be a poison pill. Um, honestly, the reason they're doing this is because they're seeing the same polling we are. And that is, and if if this thing is on the ballot, it's going to pass. These are all common sense requirements that are in the tradition of Proposition 13 just to give voters and taxpayers some say in how much they are taxed. And this is a high-tax state. They can't argue that they don't have enough money. So uh, we're fighting this. We've got some great legal briefs in there. And by the way, the legal theory that they're pursuing, they've got two arguments, both of which are really, I, I hate to say it, they're silly. They're actually <laughs> silly. I think, you, you know, the, the, I, uh, the, they're not credible. So the question is, if the California Supreme Court upholds the law, the, the, all, the, all the case law that's been out there, then we win easily. Our, our one concern is if the Supreme Court acts as a political body, then you know, we could be in trouble. But if they just – I don't think they could do that in this case because the case is so weak, and I think there would be an uproar if the California Supreme Court took a duly qualified ballot measure, one that's very popular, and took it off the ballot. I think that would be – that would be result in a lot of negative press for the court. Well, I, I'm even surprised that – 
has the, the name of the ballot measure has been already approved, the Taxpayer Protection and Government Accountability Act. Usually they play with it that way by putting something in there to scare the voters to try to throw off the uh, the positive votes. No, that is our name for it. It's in the title of the words. But you're right. The label they will put on it uh, will be kills puppies and kittens (laughs) and will cost a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it doesn't do that, right? Uh, no, it doesn't okay. kill puppies or kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure. No, but there. you're right, and, and and you know what? But 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 this gets to the heart of one of the elements of this, and that is, if it's a tax increase, it's got to be labeled. The, the 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 there's been a lot written about the politicization of the ballot material, and even some of the progressive newspapers like the Chronicle and the Bee have said uh, the last series of attorney generals have really not done their fiduciary obligation in providing voters with objective ballot material. And that's another thing we'd like to see uh, moving forward. If it's if they give us a really outrageous title and summary, we do have the opportunity to go to court if it's way outside the bounds of what could be characterized as, as fair. Um, but, you know, the courts will give the attorney general some deference, but not complete deference. So this lawsuit that uh, Newsom has filed and the attorney general, it goes before what court on what day? Well, it's already before the court. It, it is not your regular lawsuit, which begins in superior court. They filed what's called an extraordinary writ directly in the California Supreme Court. Uh, and uh, that is allowed. It's rare, but it is allowed. I think their biggest hurdle is that the court has repeatedly said in previous cases that pre-election review is inappropriate. In other words, they have filed suit to get this taken off the ballot before voters even have a say. The courts have said, look, even if something has a provision that we think is illegal or unconstitutional, we're still going to let the voters vote on it, and then you can bring your lawsuit later. Uh, there's a lot of reasons the courts don't like to engage in pre-election review. One of them is, you know, if the thing doesn't pass, then you don't want to waste uh, judicial resources. But one of the reasons I think the governor and the legislature filed this lawsuit is because they know that if it's on the ballot, it's going to pass. Okay, one more thing. What? Uh, when is it being heard by the Supreme Court? When's the hearing? Uh, there's been no hearing. It's very possible. In fact, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that given the spurious nature of this lawsuit, they will reject it without a hearing. They, oh. if, they do, if they do have a hearing, that would be whenever the court wants to hear it, probably in the next few months. It's a extraordinary proceedings. Even if they have a hearing, which they might want to do just in deference to the governor, if they do, I still think we win. I, I am cautiously optimistic that we will beat this. Would, would Newsom and Bonta be in there arguing before the state Supreme Court if there was a hearing? Uh, it's funny because the, the the attorney general is not involved. The uh, the legislature, without a vote of any Republicans, by the way, just filed this lawsuit uh, oh. as the legislature, and they're using outside counsel, uh, and the governor put his name on it. So it's basically Newsom and the California leg- legislature uh, versus the secretary of state, that is the ostensible uh, defendant, uh, because they would be the one to take it off the ballot. But we're the... Since we're the proponents, uh, we have filed the major briefing. All right, John. Always good to talk to you and keep us updated. Will do. Take care, guys. All right. John Kapal, president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. And uh, 
This is important because next November, and that's the big presidential vote, you could have something called the Taxpayer Protection and Government Accountability Act. Sounds complicated, but it's very important, and it's going to restore key provisions of good old Prop 13, uh, dealing with a lot of different things. And we have Newsom in the legislature trying to block it from getting on the ballot. So we'll see what the state Supreme Court does. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, this just in. Guess who took the stand in his own trial in San Francisco? David DiPape. The man is accused of clobbering Paul Pelosi with the hammer a year ago. He took the stand, spent an hour up there. Is there any audio of that? Basically describing his descent into madness. No, I don't even think there's cameras or anybody in the courtroom. Just oh, to, too bad. I'd love to it's hear a like federal a, trial. This uh, one. a mental patient like him trying to explain why he hammered Paul Pelosi. He explained that long before he broke into the Pelosi's home, uh, he considered himself to be a left-leaning, uh, politically left-leaning. He thought September 11th was an inside job during George Bush's tenure in the White House. And at one point, he maintained a very strong anti-Trump bias believing the former president was nothing but a puppet of the ruling class in Wall Street. <laughs> but then he started spending entire days watching YouTube and listening to right-leaning political podcasts while playing video games in a garage. This is a nice life, isn't it? Well, this guy's in his 30s, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Every mother's <laughs> dream, huh? That's, you know what? What's your son doing? He's playing video games and listening to crazy podcasts. That's the thing that terrified me the most, is I had three sons is that one of them would end up in a basement. Uh, <laughs> Obsessed with video games. Video games. Generally yeah. violent ones, yes. right? Yes. And, and listening-, listening to wacky podcasts. Yeah. Uh, this was in a garage he called home in Richmond, which is north of Oakland. I don't know these people, John. He listened to right-wing pundit Tim Poole and James Lindsay. I don't know who they Never are. Never heard of him. Boy, that must, oh. be, that must be bottom of the barrel stuff. Uh, so he explained that his first foray into America's culture war was through something called Gamergate. Gamergate. Gamergate, a right-wing harassment campaign against women and journalists in the gaming industry. Yes, because the, uh, this, uh, this one I know about, the, the uh, Gamergate. Female gener- uh, the female journalists, this was part of the whole Me Too movement, was going after all the misogyny that goes on. Uh, uh, not only among uh, gamers, right, because it was a very exclusive male brotherhood to to play games online with each other, but at the uh, at the gaming companies, the companies oh. that uh, manufactured the games or designed the games, that the entire thing was was toxic masculinity. And oh, so they would write these exposés on t- how terrible it was to be a woman working in the tech world, working in gamer world. And oh. so, so these these players, you know, mounted a campaign that was was really nasty. I mean, you know, online nastiness and and other things that they did to uh, to torture these journalist women. Well, eventually, he decided that the press was all about getting Trump, and they were lying about everything. He mentioned RussiaGate, of course, and that turned out to be true. That was mm-hmm. a hoax, yeah. a deep state attempt to destroy the Trump presidency. He brought up PizzaGate, John. And said that the ruling class, the cabal, the people who control us and run the media are killing the, quote, tree of liberty. I like that expression, the tree of liberty. The tree of, where is the tree of liberty? They, <laughs> I don't know. Who waters Next it? to the Christmas tree of liberty? Uh, it was while listening to a right-wing podcast that he decided he learned of an unidentified woman listed in court records as Target One and described during the trial as an anthropologist and professor of women and gender studies at the University of Michigan. 
Her work has prompted debate among feminists and the LGBTQ community, specifically around age of consent laws. He believed the professor's research was prompting pedophilia and the molestation of children. Yeah, well, he was going to go to her home in San Francisco that morning, but he considered the Pelosi's house more accessible as a starting point. He wanted to question her about QAnon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's why he went there and so, said, if he, she lies to me, I will break her kneecaps. So the testimony was to prove that he's nuts. It's like they... And he uh, said he was going to use Pelosi to lure out this Michigan professor. I know it's right, crazy, isn't it? All right, this is a, a weird defense that these attorneys have come up with and that he's trying to implement with his testimony. It's like, he, he's not pleading insanity. He's admitting to the crime, not pleading insanity, but taking a, a, a middle ground of sorts, saying, I am really crazy, though. I, yes. I, I was motivated here because I thought all these terrible things were going on in the government. So I was trying to do a good thing. And I thought Pelosi was a was a key player that I had to go after. A lot of it apparently centers around that Pizzagate thing, child abuse and human trafficking. His next mm-hmm. targets were supposed to be Adam Schiff, Tom Hanks. George Soros and Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. There's a collection. Well, All a people he thought were contributing to corruption <laughs> well, and engaging in see, child abuse and human trafficking. There's a lot of truth about the corruption when you go into uh, child abuse or sex abuse. Now we've got Jeffrey Epstein looming uh, behind them. <laughs> yes, we do. Who knows how many of these guys were customers? Like, would it uh, shock you if, if Hunter Biden was a Jeffrey Epstein customer? He said he did not want Pelosi to get hurt. He gave Pelosi a squeeze on the shoulder just to be reassuring. And again, he didn't get hurt until the police got there, opened the door, and they were fighting over the hammer. And then, uh, you know, the Pope yeah. just smashed Pelosi in the head with the hammer. So, yeah. uh, no, it, 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 it's weird. It's like, I'm, I'm not really insane. I did know what I was doing. I had a good reason for what I was doing. I, I my own good reason. See, right. this is where these excuse defenses have gone. Now you have a guy, hey, yeah, I slammed the guy in the head. I knew what I was doing. It wasn't a psychotic break. I was going, I, w- I was trying to do some good for this country. Well, it's a federal jury in San Francisco. I, you know, I don't know whether or not they'll look at this guy and, or because he's went with the right wing conspiracy theory, that'll thing work is, against him. It should be he did it. That's all that matters. He right. did he it. Did it. Right. He smashed him. Okay, and then when you go to the big prison, you know, maybe they've got two buildings. They've got uh, one for for the the criminals who are. Uh, Make rational decisions, and then they have one for the mental patients who had some psychotic break. And let you know, you you could have the experts have their committees and blue ribbon panels to decide what's what. But just throw them permanently away. This guy should never see the light of day again. All right, we'll be right back. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. Why is this so hard? You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty to four o'clock. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. Just shout to your phone. John and Ken On Demand. I yeah. demand. And you get It'll it. Just like a genie out of a bottle. There we are. Hear what you missed. Uh, you can use the app to connect to our moist line, which comes back in a couple of days. Uh, just look for the microphone icon or call this toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. You know how ads pop up when you're looking at websites? So one caught my eye. And he was going to be appearing in Anaheim and is going to sing? Who? Engelbert Humperdinck. And I said, wait a minute. He's 87. He's still performing. See? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, he's got to be at least 80. I looked it up. He's 87 years old, but he's going to be doing a concert in Anaheim. Is he Is he still hot? What do you mean by is he still oh, hot? Oh. You know, he was one of the hottest male singers in his time, like Tom like Jones. Tom Jones. Yeah, just yes. raw. They, I used to always mix them up, right? Yeah, they were kind of the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're both from that part of the world. <laughs> That's right. They British, had, I think. Uh, raw sexuality. Raw. Bet you Deborah probably found Inglewood Humper. I saw hot. pictures. No. I, don't, I don't know how recent they are, so I couldn't tell if it. Um, it looked like he had uh, uh, overly dyed hair, you know, because when you're you're 87, your hair is usually white, and what's well, left of it. And from what I understand, hair dye doesn't stick to to men the way it does to women, hmm. especially when it when it when it's white. And right. so it looked thick like shoe polish. Whatever they had to put on it was just. Uh, was he Winter World of Love? He was after the loving. Winter, oh, after the loving, right? Yeah, they had a few others. Maybe Winter World of Love too. I'm trying to think of because Tom Jones, we all know Tom Jones hits. So and now you uh, got me thinking. Winter World of Love. John's going to be sitting in that chair when he's 87. <laughs> That's the thought. With a really bad and die you'll job. You'll be right yes. next to him. Oh yeah. <laughs> With a nice die job. <laughs> That's right. You'll, let me get you some more sage, and here's a vegan candy. Yes, he did Winter World of Love. Very good. And in our winter world of love. I always like that song. No, no, go uh, ahead. Keep on. It's like, uh, you know, we'll have a new policy now for the last three weeks. Oh, I can sing You can sing whatever you want, yeah. Because uh, it excites Deborah Mark. It does. Be, I love it. You can go through the whole Engelbert Humperdinck uh, 
the, the pantheon. Greatest hits? Uh, yeah, the greatest hits. Ken, is that what you're going to be doing on your time off? Uh, well, not time After off, but when you retire. He's going to be a singer. Yeah, he's going to sit yeah. in the backyard on a, on a swinging bench singing Engelbert songs. I'll go on the mass Singer and have a big John Cobelt head. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't know who I am. Uh, this little surprise to pass along, not really, but I do like the headline. Uh, they're working on another stupid uh, funding gap bill in Congress. And the new Speaker of the House is this Republican Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Well, it says here that uh, he got Democrat votes to pass a funding gap piece of legislation to send on to the Senate. And uh, it may be the same problem that Speaker McCarthy had before him in that he used Democrat votes and ignored these far-right Republican right. MAGA so, Trump people who don't like the spending. So, so they're going to vote Are they going to try to remove him? Yeah, yeah so, right. That's what we're wondering next. <laughs> Good way to because run a government. the Democrats will support maybe a spending bill, they're not going to support any Republican who's running for House Speaker. They're going to vote for their own guy. No, so. and I, I just saw on one of the cable channels that one of the rebels is saying... We're still adding $6 trillion to the debt over the last yes. few years. So this has got to stop. So we That's the basis of their bite, holding out here, right? Which, good point they have. <laughs> good point. Uh, now this update, in a bit of a surprise, back on October 28th, the University of Colorado Buffaloes came to the Rose Bowl to play UCLA in football. All right, that's not the story. The story is some of them got robbed. Somebody went into the Rose Bowl locker room and took uh, necklaces, jewelry from some of the Colorado players. We reported on this, and the coach of Colorado, Deion Sanders, couldn't believe it. How does that happen? Of course, everyone wondered about security. Well, it looks like they were four Beaumont High School students, and uh, they may have been allowed to get in that locker room because they got help from a security guard. What they cannot confirm is whether or not they were UCLA football recruits, which gave them some kind of access behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, they, or uh, maybe they passed themselves off as that. Yeah. They took three diamond-plated necklaces with medallions, a pair of headphones, and some football equipment. Yeah. The reason we know this to be true is some of the stolen items have been returned. The parents mailed back some of the property. Is it, does diamond-plated means they were expensive, or is that just a... No, diamond-plated is not as expensive as the real deal. I see. You, you only have diamond yeah. necklaces, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. I don't like the fake. I, uh, <laughs> I don't like the fake. Uh, <laughs> Except your fur. Exactly. Police then recovered other items using a search warrant. They didn't reveal exactly what they found. But uh, while they're still looking into this, it appears that um, uh, this was some probably some school-sponsored event they got to go to the game, and yeah. somehow they got themselves into the locker room. All the players were on the field and uh, helped themselves. Four Beaumont High School students. Yes, and the district, all they say is, we're very disappointed in them. <laughs> Not, we are expelling them for embarrassing the entire school, committing these terrible acts of thievery. No. Well, we're just disappointed. Well, it's L.A. County and they're juveniles. We've got so a di we have a diversion program for them. That's right. They'll just be given a harsh lecture and uh, <laughs> go not, back out there again. Not even that. <laughs> yes, we are disappointed. We strive to promote strong character and integrity in our students. <laughs> Your good job. These sure do you not do. represent our core values. <laughs> no, core no, values. no, they didn't use that, did they? Did they say core values? 
They did, yeah. Oh, my God, I can't stand that phrase. The alleged actions oh do not my, represent oh, our core oh, values as a school oh, district God, and community. God, 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 that was an This admit- is what everybody uses now for political differences. Oh, uh, you're, you, they don't represent our core, core values. Oh, my God. No, there, there, was, uh, there was an administrator who used that phrase, core values, every time he gave a speech. Yeah, uh, you know my my kid's school. Uh, 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 me and a couple other dads would stand in the back of the room making fun of him every time he said core values, because everyone got so sick of it. I just I, that phrase makes me like it becomes jump. meaningless. I, I want to jump up and slug somebody. Oh, speaking of phrases that I thought I banned. Does I this mean though you have side values? You have core values and what core, other values? Yeah, deep in your core, I guess values live somewhere right next to your soul. Speaking of another phrase which I uh, banned the other day was icon. And, oh. and then wouldn't you know it, they, they, they station sent out some kind of internal memo about you leaving, and they called you a radio icon. Well, is so, that allowed? Well, we had banned it, but I suppose we have to reverse the ban since you've been designated a radio icon now. Who called me a radio icon? Uh, the, the program director, Robin. Oh, well, that's very nice of her. Yeah. I'm not? Well, sure, yes, he no, is. No, yeah, I guess yeah, you are. He is. I just don't like the word, but We've I guess... have lasted in the second biggest market. That's not easily. All right, all right. You're, okay. You want to be an icon? Fine. We'll I refer do. you now as radio icon Ken Shampo, okay? Well, you would be too because you're part of this. Same thing. I guess that's only bestowed on you after you leave. Oh, after or you die. Yeah, or you die. Right. So. <laughs> so well, now, you know what we're going to talk about when we come back? I think it's another banned phrase of yours. The Los Angeles County now has a brand new office of food equality <laughs> dealing with another fun phrase you like food insecurity food insecurity okay uh, we'll just... talk about what they're going to spend on this nonsense right. uh john and ken kfi am 640 live yeah. everywhere iHeartRadio. radio it's the john and radio icon ken show you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640 the 13th annual KFI Pastathon is here. 13th. Chef Bruno's charity is Katarina's Club, provides more than 25,000 meals every week to kids in need in Southern California. And your generosity is what makes that happen. Uh, so 100% of your donation goes to Katarina's Club. We'll be broadcasting live all day from the Anaheim White House on Giving Tuesday, November 28th. And you can come and see us. Oh, you can come see us. We're doing the shows live. How about that? And this Saturday, uh, 2 to 5, come and see The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra live at Smart and Final in Orange at 1401 East Catella Avenue. Donate at anypastathon.com. Shop at any Smart and Final store. Donate at checkout. Go to any Wendy's restaurant in Southern California and donate. You, you jumped the gun because my copy says two times per show from 11.15 to 11.17. Today's the 14th. Sorry. Sorry. All right, then forget what I said. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm still right. doing the pastathon. It's exciting. Okay. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Listener by the name of Tim sent the picture taken this hour. He is behind the wheel of his car as he whipped out his cell phone. He is passing underneath the 10 freeway at Washington. And what do you know on the left-hand side is a fire? I'm uh, kidding. Looks like homeless crap is on the little sidewalk on the underpass. And there's definitely flames roaring. See? Not a huge fire, but a fire. No. Yeah. Well, you, you never know if it can become a huge fire, right? You don't know what flammable stuff can, yeah, can make I would a think- fire go crazy. Compared to that pallet yard, this doesn't look like it could be the same thing, but this happens every there, single there freaking should day. Never be one fire. I've never heard of underpass fires. <laughs> have you ever heard of an underpass because fire? Because people weren't living there before now. That's right. And that's why we have normalized this behavior to live underneath the freeways. That's why Karen Bass is such a loser. 
She ought to say that we're cleaning out every underpass encampment now before a freeway collapses. We should never have had one. What percentage of Caltrans property has homeless people? Because it always seems like they're on Caltrans property around the state. Newsom was trying to claim that they uh, cleared out, I think, over 2,000 Caltrans encampments. Statewide? Statewide. No, just, just in downtown L.A. Uh, and uh, and I'm thinking, oh, how the hell did you let it get that bad? Because most of that's while he's been governor. Certainly, or that idiot Jerry Brown. These are all idiots. How do you end up with 2,000 homeless encampments under on Caltrans property? And, and, then, and then they want a big medal when they clear away one. And now we find out that Caltrans leases property underneath freeways like where that fire was on the 10 freeway to places that don't pay the bills and sublet to other lessees who what store hand sanitizer in there I, why why do that why is that necessary but you don't have get they, money they don't have enough money they want money but, but they have tons of money they have more money than somebody any other one government. day said oh there's all this land under the freeways if only we could capitalize on that why don't we lease it out to people to store their crap wooden pallets whatever that this company Apex, I have to look into them, see what they do. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, what What's that? Let me see here. Stuff you don't know about until a disaster happens, right? Isn't that how it works in life? Yeah, I'm looking to see. I th- I'm, I'm certain Newsom was uh, bragging about this. About the uh, encampments that they cleaned up? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find out tomorrow. It was Caltrans sure. Properties? That's what I thought he said, yeah. Yeah. It may be, something, something made him suddenly do this. See, he, he's trying to prepare a resume to blunt criticisms when he runs for president. That's what all this is about. Uh, so that's why he jumped right on this uh, freeway story, because he wants to make it look like he's on top of this and he's going to get reopened I mean, quickly. And- there's so much bad video about California falling apart. You know, he's trying to mitigate yeah, it's things true. now. Well, can you imagine the first, the first ad run against Gavin Newsom? When he announces for president, imagine what the first day, and this will be video of San Francisco and tenderloin and this will be from Democratic and Democratic opponents in the primary. All right, Conway. Oh, and Thompson. Look at that. And and by the way, don't forget that uh, Gavin Newsom also allowed $30 billion to disappear out of uh, uh, unemployment fund and not one person was suspended for one hour. That's uh, that's that is all a true. Big deal. Yes. I agree. That is that thirty is. billion dollars. Conway spent is right. Billions on uh, medical masks and all that stuff, and who knows if that hand sanitizer under the freeways and stuff he bought from China. I caused. Oh, wow, <laughs> I haven't heard that. Oh yeah, uh, that's that conspiracy trying. theory. That's I'm good. throwing it out there. Yeah, okay. Mark. <laughs> no, he did pay a, th- um, a billion dollars to a Chinese company for, oh, no, no. for masks. I yeah, get that, masks. but I mean, the, right. but the tying the it to the fire is, is really that maybe funny though. But I've read stories that they had so much hand sanitizer left over from the pandemic that they bought these governments they didn't know what to do with it no they had to pay to get rid of it yeah they, right. they, because they warehouse out in the, in the empire they, has they, a whole they, bunch of hand sanitizer they couldn't put it into a landfill because it's toxic so they had to pay a company to take <laughs> it away did you guys ever buy hand sanitizer made in china I uh, probably probably did. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I did. I, I did Everybody once. Was desperate back then. I did once, and I could see on on the label it was it was actually you know ch- ch- in Chinese, and it was some factory. I saw that too. I bought one of those too. Yeah. I smelled it. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, I, I liked it. it. Smelled like tequila. It would. <laughs> It, it may have been tequila. Oh, yeah, a little, a little bitter, but yeah. uh, not bad. Oh, was that a toxic? Wasn't what Trump thing. said to do? Drink that stuff to. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the chlorine bleach with yeah. the light inside the body.
I everybody has uh, the freeway on their mind today, and what Ken's going to do when he leaves. I can't believe it. The news hit me like um, ton of bricks. Yeah, uh, it knocked the wind out of me a little bit. Ken, are you traveling? Will you travel? Or you stick around? What are you going to do? Good podcast. <laughs> you want me to summarize the rest of my life? In yes. Five minutes here? Yes. He only gave uh, you five years to live yesterday, so <laughs> yeah, he did. It should go so, quick. No, five uh, years to get that. back into radio. Uh, you know, when I sort it all out, I'll let you know. But there is just... a dance that uh, the guys who leave radio do. They're out for 18 months to two years, and then before you know it, they're back in with a podcast. I mean, really, <laughs> right. it's, it's Charlie yeah. Tuna. That yeah, yeah. Kevin and Bean, same deal. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, uh, Wolfman Jack. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're listing dead people. <laughs> right. uh, but it's really, it's, it's, it's kind of sad. I'm sort of used to the, to the kids together. So. All right, well, well, there were a lot of people on uh, all the social media sites, and Ken doesn't go to those. No, that's why we want to know they, what he's going to do, because were, he's not on social media. No, Ken, they were all really sad. Yeah. They, that's the word that kept coming up. Well, because up of the sad. two of you, he's the one we like. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the message I got. All right. yeah, thanks for pointing that's that right. out, Mark. Yeah. But, but you don't want the guy that everyone likes. Well, for radio, you want the guy that everyone hates. We're, we're going to test that out. Yeah, we'll road yeah. test that. Right. Remember Howard Stern? I mean, the people that hate him listen three times more than people love him. Well, well, I hope you're right. That's going to be seen. But see, I, I love the two of you together. And, and when you guys fill in and the other one's not there, I like that as well. So. I'm I'm, I'm I'm like the biggest John yeah, and Ken fan. I like fan you with ever. Mark Thompson. I like you by yourself yeah. as well. There I have a John and Ken yeah. shirt at home. You do? Yeah, my wife got it for me. I get a secondhand. Story. There's still time for Ken to sign it for you. I, I have your CDs. You know when there's you put out a CD for Christmas or or, or whatever it was. You I have put out a CD. I have like twenty of those. What, what are you talking I'll about? I'll bring them in tomorrow and show you. Out, we didn't put out a CD for Christmas. There's Mark. a CD of John and Ken's CD. You're Ken, thinking of Mark and Brian. Ken, Ken singing Christmas carols? I mean, I don't, I'll bring it in. Well, I'll bring it in. All right. Now I want to see it. <laughs> now I gotta, I'll bring it in, too, because there's a lawsuit there. I, <laughs> what a now my wife's got to cricket some artwork tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I can say. Come oh, on. Are you done? There goes Ken. We love Ken. All right. I'm Don't. not done. I got three weeks. <laughs> Don't do it, Ken. Don't do it. Save it. <laughs> Conway Thompson. All right, yeah. Dog. Deborah dog. Mark is. What am I doing? Um, she's done. <laughs> Crozier. <laughs> is this the way the new show is going to be? Yeah. Where am I? That's great. <laughs> this is me in the nursing home. <laughs> Crozier live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment legal or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.